Can this dog really read? Did this breed give John Wayne his nickname? Is the world's tiniest pooch related to this fox? And can this breed outswim a duck? Dogs 101 celebrates man's best friend. Today, the Labrador Retriever, the Chihuahua, the Poodle, the Airedale. And we start with the dog that snores the loudest, the French Bulldog. Okay, so they're not great swimmers. In fact, this breed swims about as well as a rock. But when it comes to cute, the French Bulldog takes the gold. French Bulldogs are really good at sitting around and being cute. And no one will argue with that. He's not a dog. He's, he's part of my family. Are you tired? I love the French Bulldog. The pushed-in face. The adorable snorting. The French Bulldog. Surprisingly, the French Bulldog actually comes from England. During the Industrial Revolution, English artisan workers, especially lace makers, wanted little companions around to improve the quality of their lives. They turned first to a dwarf version of the English Bulldog, then crossed that with the Pug and the Terrier. And boy, did that calculated crossbreeding work. Some dogs were bred to be hunters, others retrievers. These dogs were bred to be the ultimate cosmopolitan companions, a perfect choice for that early urban workaholic. So as the lace makers emigrated to France, their little man-made breed came with them and quickly made its way to Paris. And from there, everyone had to have one. Once popular in Paris, wealthy Americans began bringing them home. To this day, the United States is the only country that recognizes the French Bulldog as an individual breed. And it has become one of the most beloved. And what is not to love about the Frenchies? I don't think that there's anybody that will see this dog walking down the street and not stop on their tracks and watch for at least 20 to 30 seconds. This is a beautiful dog. Frenchies come in brindle, fawn, white, and black, and a mix of all those colors. They usually stand between 11 and 13 inches tall and shouldn't weigh over 28 pounds. This makes them ideal for city living. They are probably one of the top three most popular breeds in New York City. Frenchies don't need a lot of space. In fact, they don't want it. They want to monitor your every move. Frenchies are not athletic. These were not bred to be track champs. Leave the heroic frisbee jumping to the Labrador. Frenchies will stay on the sidelines with you to watch the activity. Because they're so top-heavy, they can't swim. They're more anchor than buoy. Part of the reason for this is their characteristically smushed-in face. Frenchies are known as brachycephalic dogs. This refers to dogs with short noses. Frenchies have a very short head compared with the length of their cranium. Oftentimes, this results in either an elongated or clefted soft palate. Brachycephalic dogs, dogs with push faces, do tend to have a lot of health issues. This makes them noisy, labored breathers. For this reason, Frenchies are not comfortable in heat or playing hours of fetch. This special respiratory condition also makes Frenchies excellent snorers. 
This adorably mushed-in face gives way to one of the cutest characteristics of Frenchies, their face wrinkles. These wrinkles are a genetic hand-me-down. Bulldogs were bred to have these wrinkles on the face to flow blood away from the eyes, should the dog be wounded in a fight. Another Frenchie must, those bat ears. Bred to have perked bat-like ears, early breeders preferred droopy rose ears, but now all Frenchies have to have bat ears. And lastly, the French Bulldog has some serious reproductive challenges. For one, it cannot naturally reproduce. Yep, you heard that right. The dog named after the most romantic country in the world cannot make canine coitus. Because it is so top-heavy, has such narrow hips and weak legs, the male cannot successfully mount the female. They need to be artificially inseminated. And even more remarkable, because they have such large heads in proportion to the rest of their body that when the dam is trying to pass the puppies, um, oftentimes the canal, the opening, is not big enough. All of this makes the breeding tricky and consequently a bit more expensive. But on the flip side, you can be sure that your dog's heritage was carefully planned. Because Frenchies are such companion dogs, they have a very special connection with their owners. For Dorothy Feldman, Napoleon has been there for a challenge she never imagined she would have to face. Dorothy was diagnosed with a grade four brain tumor. Hearing that news about your mom, you know, the person you think that's gonna be there when you're gonna get married or have kids, it's really hard. Natalie brought Napoleon into the Feldman fold and he and Dorothy quickly fell in love. I think what Napoleon brings to my mom is hope. Napoleon was there when Dorothy was diagnosed, and he's helped her to recover. If you do have um, a diagnosis like I do, you do need someone there with you all the time. You can't have your friends and your family, you know, right beside you all the time. I definitely think Napoleon's extra sensitive to my mom uh, when she's uh, on chemotherapy. It's like he reads her mind and reads her moods. When Dorothy was first diagnosed, she was given only a few months to live. With the help of the medicine, her family, and Napoleon, it's been two years. There's no amount of medicine in the world that can make my mom feel the way she does when she's around Napoleon. <laughs> Frenchies are great companions. They like to be near you, so take them on errands. Because they require little exercise, they do really well in apartment living situations. With a short coat of hair, they're very easy to groom. It's basically just a wash and, and clip the nail situation. Be sure to keep those cute wrinkles on the face dry and free of moisture. Because of their special respiratory system, they don't breathe very well can also be prone to thyroid conditions, eye irritations, and spinal diseases. Although they can be taught some tricks, Frenchies are notoriously stubborn. They never bite, but are more interested in being pleased than pleasing you. They're really pretty much bred for being the boss of the house. Let go, let go, let go, please, please. I consider this to be a great family dog and a great pet. Frenchies do well in small spaces, they do have health issues, and they're easy to groom. These dogs are stubborn, but do well with all members of the family. 
If you scratch its belly, it'll love you forever. Airedale's a fantastic dog to me. Their ability to learn, their cognitive skills are amazing. These guys are definitely smart. I think that they're highly intelligent dogs. Talented to the extreme, Airedales have served in both the military and in the White House. I think that they're a gas to watch them run and play, and, and just the general temperament of these guys is usually really bubbly. They're wonderful dogs. They can be very clownish, but they also can be very good guard dogs. The Airedale belongs to a feisty and energetic group known as Terriers. The Airedale is the largest of the Terriers and can weigh over 60 pounds. That's why they call him the king. Terriers were bred to chase ground animals. The terra in terrier is Latin for earth, and true to their name, Airedales are tenacious hunters on any terrain. That all-around versatility eventually caught the attention of the British Army. During World War I, they bravely served as messengers to transport mail. In the 20s, they became America's most popular breed, making it all the way to the White House as the family dog of the Hardings. Laddie Boy even had his own hand-carved cabinet chair for high-level meetings. And guess how John Wayne got his nickname the Duke? Yep, an Airedale. His boyhood pet was named Little Duke. The Airedale of today is still an incredibly hardy and versatile dog with many of the same traits as its forerunner starting with its unique non-shedding double-layered coat. They need to be what's called hand strip, which is removing the dead, bristly coat. And that needs to be done about twice a year for a pet. And if you show the dog, it needs to be done on a lot more regular basis. This top wiry layer covers a soft undercoat, both of which continue to grow like hair. What they do is they actually strip the longest coat out and it regenerates the hair follicle Originally used for biting its prey, the Airedale still has the largest teeth of all the terriers. And while not aggressive in nature, be warned, Airedale puppies are bundles of energy who'll take on just about anything. And the third and most remarkable trait of the Airedale is his extreme intelligence. Very, very bright dogs, incredibly intelligent, and they learn tasks very quickly. But because of that, they also bore very quickly. Roll over. You're not doing roll over. You're just silly. Airedales can be successfully trained to do all sorts of work, like Miss Lily, a three-year-old who just completed her certification as a therapy dog with the help of trainer Missy and owner Linda. So the purpose of therapy dogs really is mostly for emotional support. We look for dogs that are very stable in temperament, dogs that are very social and outgoing with strangers. Miss Lily is three years old and she's been in training for about two and three quarters years of her dog life. She seemed like a very special puppy right from the beginning. Okay, let's get her into a nice sit for me, Linda. Lily, sit. Girl, stay. Good girl. We'll just do a quick circle exercise around her. Stay. Girl. Her final phase of training was coming through a therapy dog course which has acclimated her to all sorts of medical equipment, lots of different sort of hospital smells. Such a smart girl. Excellent. Hey, Lily, let's go to work. 
Today, Miss Lily will put her training to the test during one of her first visits to a nearby nursing home. Where you first walk in and you think that everything's going to go exactly as you feel it should. And she's new at this. And I was a little nervous, honestly, the first time. Miss Lily's first test is to walk through a crowd and accept a friendly stranger, or three in this case. When they walk in, people just want to interact with that dog. They just find them really exciting and very different to look at. Then she must obey the sit command and sit politely for petting. She says, thank you. Wow. Oh, she sits for you. Not hard for Miss Lily, with so much praise raining down on her. Being able to stroke her back and petting her and even perhaps lowering their blood pressure. I knew that she was a dog that had the ability to bring happiness to others. You're a good girl. Yes, she's trying. She's done a swimmingly well job at just being able to handle all of the things that we've put at her. We're very proud of her progress. Linda is relieved, and a whole group of strangers are now friends. The Airedale puppy's darker coat lasts for about six months. Like most puppies, they are incredibly cute. So cute, you just might want to take one home. But before you do, make sure you'll be able to give them everything they need, starting with plenty of exercise. Adult Airedales need at least 20 minutes of brisk walking twice a day to keep fit, but they do love to free run in the woods. If they go off leash, make sure your Airedale responds well to a recall command. Because like all terriers, it's a given, these guys are gonna chase small animals. Whether you have a farm or a city dwelling, Airedales are adaptable to most environments. They're great in all environments. If you want to keep them in warm weather, you can strip their coat down tighter. And if you want to keep them in a cooler climate, you can just grow their coat out a little fuller. For training, Airedales do best with praise rather than punishment. The Airedale has few health problems and an unusually high tolerance for pain. So you may not be aware of an injury until there is serious damage. Like a lot of large breed dogs, they do tend to suffer from bone and joint issues such as hip dysplasia. Grooming the Airedale can be time consuming, but that time brings you closer with your dog. Finally, the Airedale Terrier loves to be part of a family, but because they're strong-willed, they need to be reminded who's boss. Airedales are adaptable, have few health problems, require regular and extensive grooming, need firm training, and make a great family pet. A trained Airedale could become the best friend you ever have. Yellow labs can produce chocolate labs. You can have uh, all three colors in a litter. My first dog was named Stormy. I have my family because of my first lab. I became a veterinarian because I was so in love with my dog when I was a kid. I fell for that dog like a ton of bricks. It's hard not to love the lab. Big, friendly, full of life. They're called the Labrador, but actually they come from Newfoundland. Yeah, Newfoundland. 
What we know as the lab today originated in the early 1800s, when fishermen bred a smaller version of Newfie to retrieve fishing nets and sometimes the fish that fell off hooks. They created a dog who loved to swim, had great stamina, and had strong haunches to leap dramatically into the water. The record is 27 feet. The breeders couldn't name the new dog Newfoundland. That name was taken. So the dog was named for the sea they worked in, Labrador. From there, they were brought to England and the breed as we know it today was developed. Those early breeders created a lab with four characteristics to help them become great hunters. And then a fifth special trait was added that made the labs the most versatile dog on the planet. Leading off the list, like all retrievers, the lab has webbed paws. These natural flippers make him one of the strongest canine swimmers around. Able to hit speeds around three miles an hour. Okay, that might not sound like much, but it's twice as fast as a duck swims. The second trait is an otter-like tail. Thick at the base and strong, it acts like a rudder in the water. They're not the best dogs for people who have a lot of knickknacks in their homes. As that tail will clear off the coffee table in half a second. Number three is a layered, slightly oily coat that keeps them warm, helps them float, and is also drip dry. Labs come in three bold colors. Black is the most common and the most successful in competitions. Yellow's next, and it's the most popular for labs working as police dogs. Chocolate is the rarest. There's a misconception that people think that black labs come from black labs and chocolates just come from chocolates, but you can have uh, all three colors in a litter. Silver labs are popping up in the gene pool, but still aren't welcome at the American Kennel Club. The fourth trait bred into labs is what dog experts call a soft mouth. A well-trained lab can carry an egg in its mouth without cracking the shell. And then there's that fifth special trait, their unique ability to learn. They try to work with you, and they actually do perceive that there is something that you want them to do, and they will concentrate on trying to work out from you what that is. And so you don't have to be the best trainer in the world. You just need to be making an effort, and the dog will meet you halfway and try to do the rest. Labs can remember up to 300 human phrases, but they're not the smartest dog on the planet. They're actually number seven. Both the Border Collie and the Standard Poodle outrank them. While smart, their intense desire to please makes Labs the most trainable dogs of all. From bomb sniffing, to search and rescue, to guide dogs, no breed is in greater demand. Mark Dawson had a special relationship with his rescue lab, Elvis. When terrorists struck the World Trade Center on 9-11, Mark and Elvis were called into action to search for survivors. Elvis was extremely brave. There were a number of times where he went into areas that I didn't know if I was going to see him when he came back. And I went out with a captain one night, and we got to this void area, and there was a ladder, an extension ladder sticking up. The captain looked at me and said, so do you want me to carry your dog down, or are you going to carry your dog down? And I said, neither. 
and I gave Elvis the climb down command and he climbed down and the captain just looked at me and said, I've seen it all. That bond between dogs and humans, the emotional connection they make is especially strong for lab owners. Ask trainer Amy Dahl about her first lab. I love the dog a great deal. Having a hard time talking about him. Um, he was monumental in my life. Before he died, he, uh, you know, clearly was ill and in a certain amount of pain. And I looked at him one day and he, he really was uh, not wanting to get up because he felt bad, but he was tracking me with his head. And I had a feeling from him that as long as he could look after me, he wanted to be with me. Amy's not alone in feeling grief for her dog. Mark Dawson watched his partner, Elvis, pass away a few weeks before this interview. Up until uh, a few weeks ago, he was actually doing wilderness problems out here in the woods. To be so sudden, so quick, was kind of hard. It's still hard. They say one of the best ways to get over the loss of a beloved pet is to get a puppy. Mark now has a new lab, Hero. If you're thinking of raising a lab, there are considerations. I think people would be surprised that Labradors, while they can be wonderful adult companions, as puppies oftentimes are the mouthiest dogs. So you have to be prepared if you're raising a Labrador puppy to teach them from a very, very young age to have what trainers call bite inhibition. That is to be really careful with their little razor sharp teeth. There are some people who are not necessarily the best people for a Labrador. The dogs tend to have a high activity level. This is a dog that needs room to run. He's a sprinter, able to hit speeds of 12 miles an hour in three seconds. But labs aren't quite super dogs. While robust, the lab is prone to several ailments. One of the best known is a problem of the hip called dysplasia. It's caused by an abnormal formation in the hip. It leads to a loss of cartilage and pain. Labs are also susceptible to a genetic eye defect called retinal dysplasia, which causes blind spots. And like most athletes, labs have problems with knees and elbows. The Labrador Retriever could be the most versatile breed of dog in the world. Life expectancy is 12 to 13 years. Labs as a breed tend to be pretty healthy dogs, but there are some issues that they're prone to on a genetic basis. Grooming is minimal, but they shed moderately in the spring and fall. They are athletes who adapt well to cold environments. The Lab is a very secure, comfortable, adaptable dog. Labs adapt well to families and pose a low risk for bites. It loves to participate in family activities. It's hard to imagine a better dog than a Labrador. Labs are easy to train and eager to please. As with any dog, um, even though Labradors are wonderful companions, it's important to start training them when they're very, very young. So in general, Labs love the cold, but thrive in most environments. Though Labs get high marks for health, they're prone to hip, elbow, and joint problems. Labs are very easy to groom. They're easy to train. These loyal dogs make wonderful pets. Now, it's time to play Pick the Pooch. George Washington reportedly received a Basset Hound from Lafayette after the American Revolution. Washington may have owned Basset Hounds, but he was the original breeder of this dog. Can you guess what it is? 
George Washington is the father of our country and the original breeder of this dog. It's the American Foxhound, and it's the oldest breed developed in America. Some scientists believe the fennec fox is the Chihuahua's wild ancestor. Chihuahuas are one of the oldest breeds in the Americas. Some folks say Mexican royalty used the Chihuahua as an early hot water bottle. Chihuahuas are definitely one of the cutest creatures on this earth, other than sea otters. <laughs> they love to be carried around and pampered. They're probably the most popular small dog because of that reason. I love Chihuahuas. Chihuahuas are beautiful dogs. Chihuahuas are the smallest breed of dog in the world. As such, they are the ultimate lap dog. Those large, dark eyes practically beg us to pick them up. I've become addicted to them. The more chihuahuas I get, the better it makes me feel. <laughs> They're like potato chips. Several times a year in the backyard of their Massachusetts home, Kristen and Chad Bakarowski go to the dogs. Literally. Today, they're throwing a 4th of July birthday bash for four of the tiny pooches and 20 or so of their closest Chihuahua friends. This is high Chihuahua culture. Life exactly the way this dog likes it. Center of attention. Relentless snuggling. Plenty of friends. And more snacks than you can wag a, well, you know what at. Chihuahuas are actually native to Mexico, surprising. But its roots are shrouded in mystery. They say 99.9% .9 of dogs are descended from wolves. The Chihuahua? Maybe not. Whatever its true genealogy, today's Chihuahua picked up several distinguishing traits in its journey through time. First and foremost, its size. This is Willie, and he's the smallest dog in our group, and Willie weighs two and three quarter pounds. At this shindig, you'll find chihuahuas of every shade, shape, and size. The little boys. They're uh, three and a quarter pounds each. This is Klondike. He's about 11 pounds. But according to the American Kennel Club, a true chihuahua cannot be more than six pounds. Their coats can be tan, red, black, white, or splashed. Their heads can be either apple or deer-shaped. Under the hood, Mother Nature has packed the largest brain of any dog on the planet relative to its size. This is a dog that can be taken out by pretty much every other type of dog. So it has to be really hyper aware and hyper astute in terms of learning how to avoid issues. Chihuahuas are the only breed with a malara or soft spot on the crown of its head. It stays with them for life. As if they weren't baby-like enough. Chihuahuas are also known for their radar dish ears, which help them get rid of excessive body heat and identify predators and prey with exceptional sensitivity. But their ears don't always look like this. Nope, when they're puppies, they lie flat. But the main reason humans go gaga for chihuahuas is their heart. Chihuahuas tend to be a one-person dog, and they really bond with their owners. They're portable, they're loving and sweet, and they're very protective of their owners. This little guy, Gunner, sure takes care of his owner, Terry Cummings. When Terry brought Gunner into her Connecticut home, the bond between dog and owner was immediate. Good boy. Anything I'm doing around the house, he's right there. He's my shadow. 
It turns out Gunner had come to know Terry better than she knew herself. Terry has celiac disease, and before she was even diagnosed with it, Gunner knew something was wrong with mom. Celiac disease is an extreme allergy to wheat gluten. There was just always something wrong with me. Um, I was always falling, so I was a klutz, and I was always feeling sick to my stomach. And worse, when contaminated, Terry was known to suffer seizures, paralysis, and loss of vision and hearing. And somehow, before even Terry herself knew she had come in contact with gluten, the gunner sensed her impending distress. He would start to become extremely clingy as if he was afraid. Something beyond just acting up, which that he rarely does. Now. Yeah. I, 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 it's a, it's really a scream. That. He's so in tune with Terry. And the energy. And now that we know he's in tune, we're in tune to him and use him as some type of warning sign. Today, tested and certified, Gunner is a proud service dog who goes everywhere with Terry. Restaurants, the supermarket, anywhere she might become contaminated. Gunner can't prevent contamination, but by raising the alarm, he allows Terry to avoid having a seizure behind the wheel or in other life-threatening situations. It's not saying too much at all to say that this dog saved my life. So that's, that's the power. Yeah, that's the power of a dog. Paris Hilton... Britney Spears, they know what Terry Cummings knows. Chihuahuas are great dogs to own. But they can be high maintenance. And Chihuahuas should never be left alone in a yard. To birds of prey, it's not a dog, it's lunch. Chihuahuas also suffer from a lack of self-knowledge. They have that false sense of toughness and will bolt and run up to, say, a pit bull on the trail, and that pit bull will just, you know, treat it like a, like a salty snack. And owners have been known to love these fragile creatures a bit too much. Overindulgence can lead to obesity, which can trigger diabetes and dislocation of the kneecaps. But compared to other dogs, the Chihuahuas may be one of the healthiest breeds around. For the most part, most of these guys that I see uh, are going to outlive their owners. It's common for them to live for 15 to 20 years. They only need a bath about once a month, clean the ears, clip the nails. They're very, very easy to groom. They are low shedders and a breeze when it comes to grooming. I just throw my dog in the sink, put a little powder on him and call it a day. Low body fat and a fragile frame give chihuahuas low scores for adaptability to the environment. A chihuahua is great in many situations, but they are prone to getting cold. They are not a great cold weather dog. They do best in warmer climates. And what about families? They generally are not great dogs for families with young children, um, if only for the fact that it's hard to supervise kids 100% of the time and make sure they're not picking that dog up and potentially going to drop it on the ground. Okay. And finally, training. Chihuahuas are easy to train if you start early but they can be a nightmare to train if you wait two or three years. So people start early, start early, start early. Preventative medicine is the way to go with this animal. So, in general, the breed is sensitive to hot and cold climates. Chihuahuas are very healthy. They are low maintenance, easy to train, but they work best with older children. The Poodle is one of the most popular dogs in America. The perception is that this is a girly, girly dog. Stylish, prancy, and proud, this is a dog that's sure to attract attention. Some people even think you can teach them to read. A poodle that can read? Come here. Get 
This breed has beauty and brains. These pampered pooches are the second smartest dog breed. I love poodles. Poodles are my favorite breed. The poodle is an ancient breed with a rich history. Even though it's the national dog of France, the poodle was originally a hunting dog with roots in northern Europe. The word poodle comes from a German word which means puddle because these dogs are actually water retrievers. Water retrievers? Hunting? How did we get from there to this foo-foo dog of today? The foo-foo cut of a poodle, let's see. The little puffs of hair were placed around their joints, the idea being that those puffs of hair would keep the joints warmer in the water. They were sort of an early doggy wetsuit. The most popular cut is the continental clip, one of many variations. Poodle puppies are kept in their own special clip. It's the only breed that comes in three sizes, the full-size standard, the miniature, and the toy, which stands less than 10 inches. But whether it's a standard, miniature, or toy, all poodles have the same breed standards. I became famous in L.A. because people would see me walking down the street with two pit bulls and a toy poodle. And by the way, you want a fantastic watchdog, get yourself a toy poodle. This dog would hear things a half hour before my pit bulls would hear them. Toys and miniature poodles also proved to be especially adept at truffle hunting. They were better than pigs because they didn't eat the truffles. French nobles found another use for the toys. In muffs, they became hand warmers. The toys have been bred down completely as a companion dog. In today's world, they're carried around in little bags. Despite the size variety, all poodles have been bred with three distinctive traits. Unlike the fur coat of most dogs, poodles have a hair coat. Dog fur grows to a point and then is shed, but poodle hair continues to grow. They're very low dander, they don't shed, and they're really ideal for people who have a lot of allergies. The poodle has been crossbred with other popular breeds to make more hypoallergenic pets, the Labradoodle, the Woodle, and the Cockapoo. Poodles are also known for their proportionately long legs. These powerful legs make the poodle a favorite trick dog for its athletic abilities. They love to prance. They hold themselves with really beautiful high esteem. They're amazing to watch. But this breed is certainly not all beauty and no brains. The key characteristic of this dog is its intelligence. When it comes to trainability, poodles are amazing. There are poodles successful in essentially every activity that dogs have tried. Poodles are unofficially ranked second to Border Collies in terms of intelligence. And like Labradors, their intense desire to please make them ideal for work as seeing eye dogs, social therapy dogs, and service dogs. Meet Charlie and his trainer Jillian. Jillian trains poodles in hospital settings to assist the disabled with their daily lives. He can open drawers, retrieve keys, flip light switches, bring you the phone, and even pick up something you dropped, like a credit card. Get your leash. That's it. 
Charlie is a trained therapy dog who can retrieve keys and turn on lights. Jillian Gardner is now even teaching Charlie to respond to cue cards. That's right. Without any additional visual or audible cue, Jillian has trained Charlie to respond to a combination of six command words and pictorial symbols. But is Charlie really reading? The answer is actually no. Dogs lack language centers in the brain. Charlie is likely responding to visual stimuli which process thoughts in his frontal cortex, the brain area where he processes visual images. Therefore, he's translating the visual on the card into a command. Poodles are like little people in a dog's body. You can actually see them thinking, and they're so smart. But even though Charlie won't be going for his PhD anytime soon, like most poodles, he has more than his fair share of human qualities. If the poodle is a breed that appeals to you, there are some factors to keep in mind. I don't think that there's a breed of dog that you will spend more money on potentially for grooming than a poodle. They need to be bathed every two to three weeks to keep their coat in proper condition. If you leave them to their own devices, they're going to come up with complex ways to get in trouble. The poodle has been a popular companion throughout the ages and remains so today. But to thrive, this versatile breed needs plenty of space. They do tend to be pretty active dogs. They tend to be hardy, fun to be around. At 11 to 12 years, the poodle lives a long time. But owners need to be wary of bloating, a blockage in the intestine that can be fatal. Overall, poodles are a wonderful family dog with a great temperament. They're really great for kids, they're great with families, they're great with single people. They love to be social. Grooming is the poodle's weak point, as they're one of the most expensive dogs to maintain. Finally, training is where the poodle shines. Remember, every dog has its own unique personality and traits. But overall, the poodle is an adaptable dog. He'll keep you company for years to come, but has some health issues to be aware of. The poodle is high maintenance when it comes to grooming and is a winner when it comes to training. Finally, this breed is a great family pet. This dog will make you out to be the best trainer in the world if you know what you're doing. So, to recap, the Airedale was once the most popular dog in America. One had a seat to the president's cabinet. Another gave John Wayne his nickname, the Duke. Today, the Lab and other breeds have overtaken the Airedale in popularity. But there's still a great dog. The French Bulldog is also a great pet. Number 34 on the AKC pop chart and especially big in urban areas. That's because they don't need much exercise. In fact, they hate it. The French Bulldog has some serious problems in the love department. Their body structure makes it hard for them to mate. The Labrador Retriever is number one on the AKC hit parade. They're the most popular breed of dog in the world. They are adaptable dogs that will fit in in many circumstances. They were bred to be swimmers, 
In fact, a lab's webbed feet propel it faster through the water than a duck's propel it. Chihuahuas are the smallest breed of all. The AKC says they should be under six pounds. They're the oldest breed from North America and probably related to a fox. They're so childlike, they even have a soft spot on their head, like a baby's. Bred as a water retriever, the poodle is now thought of as more of a companion dog. But those fancy clip jobs were really meant to keep the poodle warm in water. They come in three sizes, and they remain one of the most successful breeds of all time. Remember, every dog is an individual and can vary from the general breed characteristics for temperament, health, and adaptability. If you're adopting a dog, do your homework. A dog can be a wonderful addition to your life. Choose your next best friend wisely.